All right, guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of the DE podcast. I'm joined by Acreage as usual. The season is over. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Um, since October, I mean, it's always crazy when a season ends, but the season's over. The Warriors won the championship. Um, so many things have happened. Um, so we're going to be talking about the finals as well as some free agent news. And before we begin, uh, make sure to like, subscribe on all platforms and uh, we'll just get right into it. Um, but, you know, overall, you guys obviously know the Warriors won 4-2. Game six was a 13-point game. But uh, just overall, I mean, you had so many things, so much history going on. Steph Curry's legacy, uh, you know, the Celtics, you know, they had some experience there. So, like, how much of an impact do you think this made on Steph Curry's legacy in the finals? Honestly, for me, I think he moves top 10 all time. Um, I've been, I've seen people top five. I think that's like a little bit hard, but like somewhere top 10, he's there. I think because now he has, he has everything, right? He has four championships, which is as much as like LeBron. He has a winning finals record. He's four and two. He has the all NBA. He has the all-star. He's the all-time three point um, leader in playoffs and in regular season. Uh, he has all those three point streaks. Like obviously some of them that one about getting one three pointer every game broke in the finals, but just, he has like a lot of those insane streaks with threes. Um, All-star game MVP. He has two MVPs. He's done, he has a scoring title. He has pretty much everything um, that you can ask for in a career. He has the Olympic gold medals. So I feel like that resume is just so stacked. Like he, he has to be top 10. Like if you think about like, I would probably put like Hakeem or someone or Kobe maybe at 10. And I feel like he stacks up pretty well against both of those guys you would put kobe at 10 what would you put kobe at i mean i know we're talking about the warriors but like i would put kobe like top three top three okay i think in my my opinion mj is number one sure mj and lebron number one and two that we could leave that that's fine um three (laughs) what about like magic i feel like magic is makes a case there i thought kobe would be number two number two uh i mean listen i mean everyone has their own resumes like kobe has five championships i don't know how many mvps he has but he has a lot of all he only has one, one mvp two finals mvps i think yeah and a, a lot of all-star selections we know that so like i mean lebron does have more mvps but less championships but kobe or lebron I mean, you. I mean, there's a there was a viral like a viral video of the, in on the internet where like Michael Jordan had to answer that question. He said like Kevin Durant. It was kind of funny, but <laughs> yeah. Like, but I don't know. I, I mean, there's so much. I don't know. What's uh, overall Steph Curry definitely goes into that list of top yeah. ten. I mean, do you think he's better than like Tim Duncan? Because Tim Duncan has like this kind of the same. He's like four championships. I think two Finals MVPs, uh, two MVPs. Bunch of all I, defense, bunch of. Like, I just think that I think that, I think something that makes Steph Curry different from others is his shooting, because he's like the all time three point leader and he's like insane and that's what everyone knows him for. Like, like we talked about in the last podcast, that Steph Curry was like made for the three point shot. Now when people think of the three point shot, they think of Steph Curry. Yeah. So. Um, and like I, I, I feel like if you take like impact, like how much they changed the game, then he's easily top five. Like because he literally changed the whole league completely in the past what seven years or so also 
So, I mean, I think, I think he's probably going to be solidly top 10 right now. I mean, they could win next year too. They're probably the favorite right now because they've just been playing so well. And I mean, if they get like James Wiseman back who might actually be a good addition, Andrew Wiggins is going to stay. I mean, their team is really good. It's not like they're going anywhere. So, and I mean, also, if- the, also their team has like a bunch of unrestricted, like um, Gary Payton the second, Jordan Poole. I can imagine they're probably going to sign them back. Yeah. Um, but I saw a name on Belica. He's one of their bench players. He was an unrestricted free agent. I don't know if he made like a big addition to the team or he like did a lot for the team. So if they can like trade him for somebody even better. But yeah. obviously there's cap space. And, you know, obviously th- these days there's so many teams in the NBA that are wanting like big stars. Like there's like, you know, Miami wants like Donovan Mitchell. You have like the Raptors who want like Gobert or like Bradley Beal. You want like, you have like so many teams that want so many different players and you already have like a big trade with Christian Wood. So the NBA, I think this season, I mean, I think every season it happens, but I think this season especially it's where like, and there's going to be a lot of stuff in the off season, lots of trades, lots of new teams. So um, it's definitely going to be exciting. And for the Celtics, I mean, if I, if I, I mean, obviously, I don't know what it's like to lose in the NBA finals, but if I was a Celtic, I honestly would not be disappointed because they kind of turned around their entire season. They had a losing record in January. They came back to take the second seed, swept KD and Kyrie when they were full healthy. So, yeah. um, but then they beat Milwaukee. I mean, so there was like a stat they lost to the Nets last year, they lost to the Heat the year before that, and they lost to the Bucks before the year, the year before that. So it said like they, they beat all the three teams that eliminated them in the past three years all in one one year. So it's kind of crazy. And then even the Warriors, like Steph Curry played insane that that series. Like the Celtics were up 2-1 at home in game four. Curry had 43 points. Game five, I mean, I mean, at least I think what the Celtics have to take in after this series. Game five yeah. was tough. Yeah, exactly. So the Celtics really have to know like this is one stepping stone because like they didn't have the experience going into like the, the even the conference finals, they didn't have much experience. So um, it definitely showed um, that they're, they were willing to fight. They have such a great team, but it, it can also show like when one player doesn't play well, or a couple of players don't play well, that played well, like game one, Al Horford, Derek White, Marcus Smart all played amazing and won. you know, other games, Al Horford didn't really play well. Marcus Smart actually played pretty well. Um, Derek White not as well, so Derek White and Howard didn't play as well. Um, but I, it's disappointing, even if you're even if it's your first time, it's always disappointing to lose in the finals. So, in anything, so yeah, I, I think it's like for me personally, for the Celtics, like anybody who's kind of trashing them, it doesn't really make any sense because in the past five seasons since like 2017, because that's when they really that's when they drafted Jalen Brown, 2018, they drafted Jason, that's when they started putting everything together like for this finals red team, they made it to the Eastern Conference 2017, Eastern Conference Finals 2018, uh, 2019, they had a bad year, got lost in Milwaukee, got rid of Kyrie, 2020 made it back to the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, then 2021, again, another bad year, but then this year they make it to the finals. So you made, you basically made it to the Eastern Conference Finals four out of the five years, which is absolutely insane for like such a young team. So I think like they can only go up from here. Um, hopefully next year, Robert Williams is more healthy. He'll just have a better impact overall. He'll probably improve too. Jason Tatum is probably going to get much better along with Jason Jalen Brown because they're still like early 20s. So they're so young. Um, so I only I think it's only they're only the Celtics are only going to go up from here. And I think that they're definitely going to get a championship sometime in the future. With yeah, because, 
Because even though Jason Tatum didn't play, like he's still he's young, he's inexperienced. The Warriors, I'm not saying I'm not saying they're old, but Steph Curry is 34 years old. So in three, four years, maybe five, like the Warriors won't be as good. You still have Andrew Wiggins, who's gonna who's still like I think late 20s, and then you have like Jordan Poole. So I remember I saw a post where it's like, you know, the Warriors are gonna have a really strong team because you got Wiseman, Poole. Wiggins, Kaminga, like that team's going to be in Kawhi. Yeah, that team's going to be like absolutely solid even after Curry, Thompson, and Green Pratt retire or leave. Unless they go to a different team, obviously, but um, it'll be cool if Steve Kerr keeps coaching for that long. I mean, he's not, he's not like old, old, like he can still coach for like more years. Um, but yeah, yeah. And, like I'll also like kind of think talking about Andrew Wiggins, like he had a huge like resurgence, like. Um, I would say this past two years with the Warriors, I think that was probably one of the best things or if the best thing that happened to him um, in his NBA career, because after like the whole Minnesota thing and especially the last few years, like after 2019, when Jimmy Butler got traded away, everybody was just trashing Wiggins. They're like, how did he get picked number one overall? He doesn't really deserve it. He doesn't want it. And so like being with the Warriors for these past two years have really helped him. Like he got the all star starter this year got the all-star selection also and now he has the championship and he was probably the second best player um on the warriors in the finals uh probably better than clay honestly so he had a really good season uh this year yeah andrew wiggins like I, people were trashing him for the number one pick they were trashing him because even okay i'll be honest I'll, i'm i'm guilty i was trashing him too because yeah, too. about about his all-star starter um, I didn't think he deserved it, but then I, after seeing the finals, I mean, it was just amazing. Um, and I mean, and you couldn't really, I'll just say you can't really, you couldn't really see his impact as much on the Timberwolves. I mean, it, it, it could probably be because the Timberwolves weren't a good team when he was there, or maybe they're okay, but he definitely showed himself and he's a good future ahead of him. Um, and he could even do better in my opinion, because his stats yeah. aren't, his stats aren't like out of the roof. Like he did, like what's he did like be, better than average for himself. So he could definitely step up in the future. Um, and I yeah, think and, and, and like considering how they like in 2017, 18, they had like basically Steph was probably averaging 25, Clay 20, Draymond like eight or seven or whatever. And then they had Katie also who was averaging 27. So there's definitely a lot like they can, they've already shown that they can have like three this big three system with three players averaging like 20 more points per game so Andrew Wiggins could definitely like have a breakout year next year where he averages like 24 or something um uh, along with Steph yeah so I mean I got I got one more question for you actually Daniel about the about the finals how would you like let's say in like I know you're going to say, but like, what, where does this rank like in the top series since 2016? Like, where would you put it overall? Not number one, if you want me to say that. Number one is <laughs> what, the Raptors. What's number one? Number one's Raptors. Raptors, oh, Raptors Warriors, all the way. The Lakers Heat series, I mean, game five was really cool with Jimmy Butler, but other than that, I don't remember much about it. I mean, it was historical because of the bubble. 2018-2, that was just the most boring playoff series ever. I didn't so even bad. I didn't even watch game three or four because I was just like the boys <laughs> are gonna suck. The boys are gonna sleep. It's over. 2017 was also so. I mean, it was really cool to see KD in his first finals, but again, um, 
I think the Warriors Rockets stuff that those years was was better. Um, twenty sixteen yeah. was, I mean, number two, in my opinion, because even though I like the Warriors more than I like the Cavs, and Steph Curry is arguably my favorite player. I didn't like seeing the Cavs one, but I knew that it was like really cool. Twenty twenty one was also, I mean, every single year was cool because you had a different like in the last three years, you've had different teams winning. You had Kawhi and the Raptors, you had Giannis and the Bucks, you had LeBron win again, you had, you know, now you have Curry winning again. So it's crazy. But I would say probably like number three. Okay. Yeah. Because there was more history made and it kind of showed like the struggle. I mean, I think the more sh- another series with struggle was like the Bucks because Giannis just trusted his team and he won. Um, but with Clay, Clay's injury, Steph had an injury, Draymond struggling. Like everyone struggled really bad. And then once everything finally came together and they won, it was like that more, that's sweeter. There are still people arguing that the Grizzlies could have beat the Warriors if John Morant did not get injured. No way. Yeah, that's what I, I don't think that that would happen. I still think that the Warriors would have won. Um, no, I think the Warriors would beat them in like, well, they beat them in what, six? They would they would probably just beat them in six anyway. Yeah, that's what I think. But, um, you know, now obviously like Clay Thompson, like I mean, we, we posted a short about it where Sharon Jackson Jr. tweeted strength in numbers after they beat them in game five, I think, or game two, one of the two. And Clay Thompson just said he's going to retweet it. I was trying to look if he did, and he didn't retweet it yet, but – um, but yeah, I, I didn't watch the Warriors parade today, but I did see that Draymond Green was like cursing. It was so funny. Oh, like he just, and then there, and then I saw a funny short video of Koi Thompson. It was like four years ago and he was going off a turnover. He was sprinting down and there was Kevin Porter. Oh, there was Kevin Porter Jr. For the, there was Kevin Porter Jr. For the Rockets, like dribbling the ball down here. And Koi just like drove and just tackled him like a football player. It was so funny. <laughs> so, so like what Draymond's like nowadays. Um, but yeah, I mean, definitely the off season. We're gonna have a lot of good content because there's gonna be a lot of trades, and I'm sure we'll find some more stuff to talk about. And then obviously preparations for next season. Like it, it is June, so you're gonna have like three, four months of off season stuff. But you know, we could see stuff from other teams like Ben Simmons. Will he come back? Will he finally come back to the league? I keep forgetting about him. Like I didn't even, yeah. I just didn't even think about that he was on the Nets. Yeah, um, but. I think since we the offseason has already started, I have something that I wanted to share after the, we talk about this last trade. We have the Dallas Mavericks. It's a few days recent, so I'm sure a lot of you guys watching know, but the Mavericks are setting Boban, Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, Marquise Chris, and the number 26 pick to the Rockets for Christian Wood. And, you know, Christian Wood and Luca. Will Luca have the, a new superstar? Boy, Christian Wood obviously played well in Houston. And, you know, in my opinion, I think he could, he could translate it well to Dallas. I mean, it's good that they still have, like, Spencer Dinwiddie, Jalen Brunson, Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi Cleaver, Dwight Powell. So they have, like, a solid young team. Um, now, Boban, Boban and Luka, uh, it's sad. Um, you're not going to see any, any of those short videos anymore on your, like, Instagram feed of them hanging out. But um, – I think with Sterling Brown, Trey Burke, Marcus Chris, none of them had like an extremely large impact on Dallas. So yeah, I think that's good to just you know trade away those those role players who didn't do much or maybe give them another opportunity. Um, and for Houston, I think it's also good in my opinion um, to get like Marquise Chris, who's a good center, 
um, to replace Christian Wood in the lineup. And then well, if they get Paul Bonchero in the draft, maybe. So I don't know. What what, what, what do you think? Well, for, for me, it's a little bit weird. I don't, I, for Houston, at least, we don't know, like, if they made the right decision until they make their draft pick, because right, right now they just traded away their best player. Essentially, like he's their he's their best player right now, um, and they got rid of he plays power forward center, so they got they got rid of their main guy there. Um, they obviously have Alpha uh, Sengun. He's really good. Uh, he had a good rookie year, so we'll see. We'll see if he gets somewhere uh, next year again. But if they if they get like Paolo or, I mean, it'd be weird if Chet fell all the way to three. But yeah, I, don't think I mean. So. I mean, let's say he does. If they get Chet, I think that it's totally worth it. Yeah. My friend Mitch, my friend met Chet today. I don't today? know where. Yeah, I don't know where, but like he I he posted a picture on like Instagram and he had him like a picture with him. It's so weird. That's kind of um, sick. Like Yeah. But um yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, it's every single it's how every single trade goes. You trade, everyone gets excited, and then Finally, when you step on the court, it's like Russell Westbrook. Everybody was so excited. He goes in the court and he like has some embarrassing and some embarrassing highlights. Um, do you think like do you think that how do you think it's gonna be for the Mavs? Because I feel like Christian Wood, he has like he's like offensively, he's like better than Porzingis was. Um defensively he's worse, even after probably Porzingis's injury. So do you think like it, they kind of got the same style of player, like someone who can shoot the three, who's a big guy? Stretches the floor for Luca. Like, do I mean, I don't even, even though Christian Wood came to the Mavs, I'm sure the Mavericks will probably bring in like a role player during the offseason. Hopefully, they can bring somebody with good defense because maybe, I mean, and I don't know much, but I mean, Christian Wood's defense may be not as good, but um, I don't think you can really compare it to Porzingis because Porzingis is like seven foot four and, and Christian Wood's like six foot 11. So that's like a five inch difference and it's kind of big. So, but I think it's a good addition. I think the Mavericks will be pretty good next year. And I think with them making the conference finals, beating Phoenix, um, I think it's, it's going to be great. But um, one other thing, you know, we, we've been talking about the finals, but one of these coaches, Kenny Atkinson, he is staying. He rejected his job with the Horns as their head coach. I mean, I think it's great, especially in – two, three, four years when Curry, Thompson, and Green are old because Kenny Atkinson is most known for his youth development. So especially when you have yeah. guys like Jonathan Kaminga, Jordan Poole, I mean, you can name those rookies on the um, – like Gary Payton, those guys on the Warriors. Like Kenny Atkinson can help them develop. And even but even before Curry, Thompson, and Green retire, like they could become – like Jordan Poole's already playing sensational. So like he could even be better. Yeah. Um, but – yeah, but there's a few videos that's on the internet. They so there's this guy on Instagram. He makes like short videos, and he gives his opinion on like the perfect off season for different teams in the NBA. And he's he did it for so many teams, but I can just do a few of them because I'm just I'm honestly just curious. So, um, I mean, I guess we, I can just tell you what he said about it, and we can kind of argue or you know discuss the similarities between them. Um, so first team I wanted to do was the Phoenix Suns just because, you know, didn't have a good end to the season. Um, but first, he said trade for Terrence Ross. He'd be a great sixth man for the team. I mean, yeah, I guess. But I think the more important thing is, like, what are you going to do with DeAndre Ayton? Because, like, him and Monty Williams literally have beef. 
No, there were rumors about DeAndre Ayton going to the Raptors. I'm not, I'm like not biased. Like that's what he. Raptors. There were rumors. Yeah, I'm not even kidding. Like oh, wow. there are there are rumors about him going there. So I wouldn't be mad, but trading away OG, uh, I don't know. OG's a good defender, so we need a good defender in exchange for OG. So Rudy Gobert, he's a good defender. Now shooting wise, I mean OG's not even a good, not the best shooting wise either. So, but do you, do you think that? Do you think the Suns should like keep Aiden in the first place? Kind of going back to that, or no? Um, I don't. I think they should, but I mean, with the beef in the front office, that could also translate to playing. Uh, but the Suns did talk about um, the guy said that he thinks that Dario Saric should be traded away because he's been sure. injured for so long. I mean. It's small, I don't think but... he's like I don't think he's that yeah I I like I think the biggest thing honestly is Chris Paul like he's still really really old um he's I mean he's only getting older he's gonna be 37 next year or 38 I'm not sure exactly but huh I don't well, I don't know if you want <laughs> well like Paul's still running the show yeah well, well he's this... 37 he's probably gonna he's gonna turn 38. Well, this guy said trade Rudy Gobert for DeAndre Ayton for a sign and trade and bring Gobert to Phoenix. Would the Jazz do that? I mean, maybe. That'd be kind of cool. I can't, I can't lie. I mean, to have DeAndre Ayton there and then to have Rudy Gobert in Phoenix, huh? That would be weird. That would be really weird. I mean, I think DeAndre Ayton would be good for the for – the, I don't, I don't know, honestly, because, like – the Jazz also have a really weird situation with, like, Rudy Gobert. Like, you would always think that they'd be better than they are, but they, they always kind of fell short. They never made the Western yeah. Conference Finals or anything. And you couldn't really tell, like, if it was just Donovan Mitchell still so young and blah, 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 blah or it's, like, Rudy Gobert just having him on the floor is, like, not good. Because, like, when the Rockets at least played the Jazz a lot, they just brought Rudy Gobert out of the paint and literally he was impossible he was he was just a negative on the floor, so I don't know. I mean, if we're talking about the Jazz, what what's what do you, what does he think of the Jazz? He said pick up Terry Stotts as the oh, coach. Oh, because they don't have a coach. Yeah, Terry Stotts. Sure, but I think the bigger thing is like it's Rudy. Isn't Rudy Gobert supposed to get a contract this summer? Yeah, um, that's why. That's why he, he said shop Mike Conley. Sure, but I would say get rid of Rudy Gobert. Like, I feel like he, you can't pay that guy like a max deal for, I mean, yeah, he's really good and he's giving you a lot of stuff, but it's clearly not working. Him and Donovan Mitchell don't have chemistry. And if you want to keep Donovan Mitchell, get rid of Gobert. Um, so I don't know. I would hate to be the GM of the jazz. Like I have no idea what I would do. Um, Cause like, what if you trade Rudy Gobert and then Donovan Mitchell's like, Oh yeah, I want out. And then he goes to like, he tries to get traded to Miami. Like then you yeah. would literally be in shambles. So, huh, yeah, that's weird. What do you, what do you say about the Lakers? That's kind of the other one because, like, we don't know if they're going to trade Westbrook. They they haven't really said anything. I don't know. I think it looks like they're going to keep him actually. But they said resign. He said resign Malik Monk, which I agree. Yeah, sure. But then they said trade Russell Westbrook or figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. I mean, he said pick up players who are ring chasing, which they literally just did that last <laughs> season. They picked up Carmelo. They picked up Dwight Howard. I don't know. I don't think that's a good decision. Rondo was on their team, too. They had all the old guys who were who wanted a ring. Yeah. 
Um, Wait, he said trade AD. No. Wait, for who? For who? For Clint Capella and John Collins? Wait, what the heck? What is this? I would never do that. <laughs> this, guy's, this guy's so weird. <laughs> he, said trade, he said trade AD for Clint Capella and John Collins. I, w- I would trade LeBron, actually, over AD at this point right now, I feel like, yeah. honestly. Because, like, AD, at least AD, AD is, like, 10 years younger than LeBron. So, he has, like, some time. LeBron yes, literally has Yes, time. that's weird. Right? Yeah, having AD younger than LeBron. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think they should get rid of Westbrook as soon as possible. Um, I don't know, though. If, if, LeBron, if LeBron tells them to trade Westbrook, then they'll definitely do it. So, they just, they just need to get out of LeBron. Well, what about the Raptors? I'm just curious. What is, okay. what is the thing about the Raptors? Trade OG. Okay. Sign okay. Mo Bamba. What is it? Okay. Is there? Do they have? A, do the Raptors have a center problem? I mean, we have Preston Achoa, Chris Boucher. Um, they're good. Like they're young too. Chris Boucher is actually almost thirty, which is he doesn't look thirty, but Preston Achoa is really young. Um, you know, Scotty and Siakam are, are still there. So, yeah. but. We need a center, I guess. That's why we're seeing we're seeing like eight and go bear Mo Mo Bamba for like. And they Mo Bamba Bamba would be good actually, because like they're 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 they're, they're, the Magic are not going to resign him because they're going to get Chet or or. And and then we need to add more depth to our bench because our bench, I mean, although it may be a little bit good because like you have like, I mean, you have a Choa Boucher coming off the bench, um, and like yeah, we need more depth to our bench. And we need to sign somebody good. Um, not like, I mean, yeah, I don't we do need to sign the, something. Are the Raptors like going for a championship next year or no? Because, like, I, I feel like they have so. time because they have time, honestly. They're they so young. Time. Like, Scotty's in his second year. I mean, I want a championship next year, <laughs> but honestly, I mean, if you want a championship, they should go there, like, literally, so out and go bear in. Oh. He said trade championship, but he said he said he said trade for Bradley Beal. Give up who? I don't know. He didn't say. Okay, let's say they trade. Okay, let's say like, okay, probably OG then. They probably trade OG. Yeah. Because like like, OG, OG, and like a couple like bench players and like a draft pick or something. Yeah. Okay. I mean, so then I I, I actually I would be okay with that. Getting Bradley Beal in exchange for OG. I mean, Bradley Beal actually, his defense isn't that bad. So, and then and then probably get Mobamba also. I feel like you should sign Mobamba because they're probably going to get rid of like one of their centers in the trade. Um, so it's like Van Vliet, it's Van Vliet, Bradley Beal, Scotty Barnes, Siaka, Mobamba. I, I that's a pretty good lineup. Like Van Vliet, Trent Jr., Scotty Siakam, Mobamba, and then you have like well, Beal. You, for, you forgot Beal's not going to come uh, off the bench. No, you're okay. So wait, so Van Vliet, Beal. Like, no but, then, no, but then you have Van Vliet, Beal, Trent, C- like Scott, and like Siakam, and have like Mo Bama come up the bench or something. No, they're probably going to trade. They're going to probably have to give up Trent um, yeah. in the real trade. Like, it'll probably be like OG. Oh, no, because Trent. they're probably get because in like the 2020 21 season, Trent played off the bench and he didn't play as well. And he actually played good this year when he was starting. Uh huh. Um, but I don't know. Off the bench, he would be he would be a Spencer Dinwoody type, maybe like he'll pr- he'll probably get traded though, honestly. Um, and, and I mean, like in the, if they if they traded for Bradley Beal, like he would probably be in that deal because uh, 
Bradley Beal is like a heavy player. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I mean, like he like he costs a lot. You gotta you gotta give a lot of up for him. Yeah. It was like a star player trait. So. Yeah, I mean, I think that that lineup would be really good. That that could be like top. I don't know. One. Top top five in the East, probably top five. Well, no, not top, top five. No, okay, top top three, top three. <laughs> okay, top better. three. I'll Sorry. give you top three. Okay, give me top three. <laughs> what do you think Miami needs to do? That's another one because they had a good season, honestly. Uh, I, Miami resign. Okay, so trade Duncan Robinson. Yeah, sure. Resign all Depot probably. Yeah. Um. I mean, they. I've heard so many rumors of Donovan Mitchell in Miami. Like, if you want Mitchell in Miami, you're going to have to trade, like, Duncan Robinson. Like, I don't know. Like, you have to trade, like, Tower Hero or something. But I don't think they want to do that because he's, like, six man of the year. Yeah, would you give up Tyler Hero? For Donovan Mitchell? <laughs> yeah. So that's, like, Mitchell, Lowry, Butler, Bam. Oh. P.J. Tucker, Victor Oladipo. Max Struess, Gabe Vincent. Oh, that's stacked. Yeah. I mean, honestly, trade Kyle Lowry. Get him out of here. He's not even good. Like, he's so washed. <laughs> I mean, he did play well in the Boston series. And like, those first two games, though, he was like a no-show. <laughs> so, I don't, I don't think... That's what you get for leaving Toronto. No, literally. I don't, I don't think... I think they should get rid of Lowry. I mean, I mean let's Duncan. see. Like... like Oh, Kyle Lowry, he okay, so in, he didn't he didn't play in game one or two because he was yeah, injured. no, that's why that's why he was a no show. Oh, game three he had eleven, game four he had three, game five he had actually had zero and he played. <laughs> game, game six he had eighteen and game seven he had fifteen. He averaged thirteen on the season. That's like his worst shoot. No, that's his I mean, not like include like from from 2010 to now, that's his worst shooting season. Yeah, I yeah, and Pat Riley, but Pat Riley literally called him overweight. He was like, Kyle could do some more push-ups or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> he literally told him that. So I mean, so I mean, Kyle, Kyle Lowry is kind of thick, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, but <laughs> literally, I I think that I think that. They should trade Larry, get Larry Robinson, put like some picks if they have picks from other teams. Send that Donovan Mitchell, or maybe even put like some of their younger guys. So, like, I, so like in conclusion, the the Jazz need to like rebuild. Yeah, honestly, I mean, when your head coach resigns, it's not a good sign. Yeah, you have your head coaches resigned. Donovan Mitchell's upset. Rudy Gobert's upset. Like, yeah. You haven't made like it past the second round in five years. Um, <laughs> That's tough. Rudy Gobert is supposed to get like the biggest, second biggest contract in the league, which would be insane. No, I don't want, dude. That, that, there's no way. No, literally. Uh, if you look it up, like, Rudy no, I, I, I've heard, I think I've heard of that, but like, Rudy Gobert? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know yeah. If he's worth it. I mean, yeah, his defense is probably top five, top seven in the league, maybe. But, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think. I don't know. I, I he's like no, he's probably like top two defensively. Behind who? Like 
he might even be number one. I don't even know who else. Is Wait, who, like who? Won, who was it? Oh, Marcus Smart won Defensive Player of the Year. Marcus Smart shouldn't have even been Defensive Player of the Year. Like, I think Marcus Smart is more Defensive Player of the Year for his like steals and stuff. Yeah, and like versatility because he guards like four positions or whatever. Yeah, I don't know, but like Gobert is just insanely good at the rim. Like the the difference in in field goal percentage and all that, all those statistics is are insane when you look at them. I feel like only Anthony Davis was really close um, to him in that. But it's still weird because even though like Gobert won three defensive player of the years and they still literally did nothing in the playoffs every single one of those years. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Like they need God. they need to do something. And the, the weirdest one was last year because they were the number one seed. Then they lose to like yeah, that was Man, weird. Right? That, like, that was weird. They lost to the Clippers. And it was yeah, and weird. it was game like game five. They let like a 25-0 run. Terrence Mann dropped like 39 points on them. I literally remember when we did the podcast on it. Like and, and Kawhi like, and Kawhi, like he did he did he play played like what only game one? No, no, he played like the series, but he missed like game five, I think. Or game six. Oh. He missed one of the last two games and they like they still lost. It was so weird. <laughs> Like that's he, and then like they choked the three one lead in twenty twenty to the Nuggets in the first round. That yeah, one I remember was bad. That. that was funny. Um, <laughs> that was terrible. And then twenty nineteen, they just got destroyed by the Rockets. Twenty eighteen, they <laughs> they got destroyed by. But twenty nineteen, really? Yeah, that was only twenty nineteen. Yeah. Dang, that's tough. They've literally they've, they've literally been losing 2018, 2019, 20, 21, 22. They've lost every single year. Like, <laughs> Cannot make the Western Conference Finals at all. That's tough. That's crazy. Who who had a more disappointing season? Let's just do that. Let's kind of wrap this up. <laughs> was it the Suns? Was it the Jazz? Or the Nets? Out of those three teams, who like rank them in order of most disappointing season? So Nets, Suns, and Jazz. Um. Wait. Jazz lost to. Did they even make the yeah they, they made the playoffs? I'm stupid. They lost to who? Who did the Jazz lose to? Grizzlies, right? Wait. No. I'm Viking now. I Wait. can't even remember. Who did the Jazz lose to? Mavericks? Yeah, Mavericks. Oh yeah, yeah, when, the Mavs. And look at Bo- the play. Yeah. Yeah, and Bo- when Bogdanovich missed the game winner to go to game seven. Yeah, I remember that. Okay, fine. I don't know. Because people weren't really paying attention to the Jazz much. So the Nets and the Suns, I can't say the Suns had a disappointing season. I think the really? Suns are – because Suns got 60 wins. It's season. It's not just playoffs. Yeah, but, like, playoffs are, like, where you're supposed to show what you – I guess so. I mean, Suns did – they beat the Pelicans in six, though. That's not, like, a good result against them. So Yeah, it's not amazing. I, I could kind of see it from the start that, that they didn't look as good. But maybe, like, the Suns – I mean, the Nets had – I think the Nets had the worst. If I'm being 100% honest, they just got swept right away by the Celtics. And yeah. although game one was like a game winner and stuff, which could have make, made a turn in the series. Like all the games were really close, though. Like they were like designed by like five points. most. Yeah, in but all still, like, I think they should have won by more. I, I should have been like 2021, except they didn't have James Harden. Um, <laughs> They have Ben Simmons, but Seth Curry was on the Nets, and Seth Curry is a good player. So, Seth Curry needs to be, be better next season. I mean, not even that. KD played well. Kyrie also. I think they did play well, but like, um, yeah. So, 
I think that the Nets have the most disappointing, and maybe like Suns second and Jazz. Because nobody paid attention to the Jazz. The Jazz had so much going on, where no one really want even cared because they had so much going on in their front office. Like, yeah, everyone knew it was going to happen, and there they there weren't there weren't like really high expectations for the Jazz. They just knew that if the Jazz had like a fifteen point bleed, that bleed they're going to blow it every game. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, that's, I mean, I, that's what I, that's my rank. What's your ranking? I think, honestly, I think I'm going to go Nets number three, just cause like, I don't know, they were injured and we all, everybody kind of knew that they weren't that good. Like you're the seventh seed. You're not going to be really that good. Jazz number two, um, kind of for the same reason that you said, I just think that the Nets weren't really that disappointing because everybody kind of expected them to lose since they just fell down the rankings so much by that point. And then Suns number one, because, like, they were up 3-2. Um, this was supposed to be Chris Paul's year. They had they were supposed to challenge and beat the Warriors. And then they just get the, the, the destruction in game seven. That, I just will not, like, forget that. I turned, they, my TV, I turned my TV off after the first quarter. I was like, no. Yeah, I, I couldn't start. Like, when I saw that Luka had, like, 27 points and the Suns had 27 points, I knew it was over. Dude, that was like, funny. Like, at ha- like when Luca is literally outscoring your whole team at halftime, <laughs> you're not in a good situation. Yeah. At all. So I kind of knew that it was over the moment that happened. So Suns number one. I don't know. If, we'll see what happens if they can even come back. But it's going to be a crazy offseason overall. I can already tell. Yeah. It's definitely going to be fun. Um, I don't know. I want the Raptors to make some big moves because I'm a Raptors fan. And we need to win a championship soon. We can't make we can't go longer than five years without winning. Um, but um, <laughs> I think it's going to wrap it up for today, guys. Um, thanks for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast, and we'll we'll get some more podcasts going during the off season. We'll invite some people on, and make sure to like subscribe. And with that being said, me and Adrian, we'll see you guys next time. <laughs>